Lions fans. This is the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who always podcast hands free. Chris and the Riz. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 462. This is the Detroit Lions draft starts here, and it's the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit, which we'll learn more about. There's one. What's going on? Uh, I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my, I can't say equally, he is even surpassingly dashing co-host and good friend, Jeff the Riz Risen. How you doing, brother? Chris, it is good to be with you. It's very late for me, so we're, we're going to try this. I'm, I'm usually in bed by at least an hour by now. Um, I'm someone who gets up. I'm, I'm up by four every day. So, yeah, let's, let's, let's have some fun with this tonight. Let's do this. Yeah, um, I'm, I got in 2 a.m. I, I got home last night, and then it took me an hour to fall asleep, so I'm still kind of in that, that open zone. We are friends, and you, we wouldn't be able to travel <laughs> together like we do if we weren't, so we'll talk about that. Got a lot yeah. coming up. Today, we're going to talk about the Senior Bowl. We're going to provide you a preview. We're going to talk about Khalif Raymond hitting some of his bonus targets. We'll talk a little bit about wide receivers. Also, we are going to talk about Jonah Jackson. He wants to say, and we'll tell you how much. Uh, a little bit of mock draft projections talk. What is Chris Dust? What can we share? And a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, my man? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. I'm supposed to be off camera. Sorry. (laughs) All right. Let's um, really quick. Want to thank everybody. Ross Snuggerud. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Thank you for the subscription. Subscribe to the show, please. Also hit the like button while you're here. It's easy, easy, easy. We got a Friday night fun time for you guys. A lot to talk about. Um, So go ahead and hit that subscribe button and the like button. We appreciate when you do that for all you YouTube friends watching us here. All right, let's get into it. Did you know the senior bowl is coming up, Riz? I do know that it's coming up. I'm I'm anxiously awaiting. This is I want to say it's number 15, but I think it's 14 because I missed a year. Yeah. I think this is my 14th senior bowl, which I is, think this uh, is five for me. I think so. I, I've been there every every time with you. Um, I think our first one was what? 20. I missed 2018. I think we've been there every year since. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 2018 was the year that I missed. So. Good times. It's, it's something. Senior Bowl is something special, and it really is. It's one of the few, maybe the only thing left where you can get really strong access, close access to the teams, and and NFL royalty is the only way I can really kind of uh, put that out there. It, it doesn't happen. There's always a security line, a bubble between you and the people, and here. I mean, you can shake Belichick's hand. You've seen me pictures with Lions staff and coaches from along the way. Um, it's really awesome to be able to be down in there in the pit with these people and touch them. I mean, it's Jerry so Jones cool. bought a drink for you one time. I mean, it's crazy how close it's up get. at the bar. Jerry, Jerry stands up at the bar at Veets. If you're familiar with Veets. Mobile. stands up, <laughs> puts his credit card up in the air. 
hands it to the the bartender says, everybody gets one. <laughs> he bought around for the entire bar. There's probably 350 of us in there. Yeah. Uh, and, and to our credit, we only like, we, we, we took Jerry at his word. That, that's the kind of fun stuff. You know, I, like last year, one of the things that happened, it was torrential rain. Uh, well, a lot of days, but the, the, the first day that it was super rainy, uh, I happened to see Brown's GM, Andrew Barry sitting by himself uh, on the side with an umbrella over his head. I went up and I sat down and I talked to him and introduced myself to him and wound up having a good, you know, five to 10 minute conversation with him. Like you, you can't do that anywhere else. No, Mobile no. is great for that. You can, we, we run into coaches uh, when we're out and about at night. Uh, we have run into players. We've run into agents all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. National media is everywhere. But the, 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 the coolest thing is that you do get access to the scouts. Uh, it's, the hotel you stay in specifically, Chris, yeah. is crawling with scouts. Uh, yeah. I have shared, I have shared elevators there with GMs, with scouts, with scouting directors, uh, in, including the guy who just left the Lions, Dave Sears, once upon a time, who's now <laughs> with the Cardinals as their assistant general manager. And by the way, good for Dave. That guy had been in Detroit since two thousand seven. He's finally climbing the ladder. It's a, he'll be missed, but uh, it's a really cool opportunity, and he had to take it. So uh, yeah. th- that's. It's your only little attrition so far, but yeah, you There's you just run into guys like that. Um, we're sitting in wet willies in the in the front window, um, <laughs> and and uh, George George Foster walks by. Yeah, yeah. Just what's up, boys? <laughs> like and just random occurrences like that. You know, I uh, last year it, Colin was so out late, fun, and a bunch of the Lions staff he partied with them. I mean, it was it was because they were there coaching the whole thing. It's very a very special place, and you know some people. Whatever it's, I mean, it's yeah. hard to get there, right? You, everyone goes through Atlanta to get there. If you, you know, it's a pain in the butt. <laughs> the thing, it is, and and the thing is, is you got to work for it to be able to get that a little bit, right? And I don't know that that's a hard work or anything, but the media, uh, especially big media, isn't used to that kind of thing. They're used to the front of the plane everywhere. They, I mean, look at him too, but but they're used to the front of the plane everywhere <laughs> they go, not the little the little jobs. And um, it just it's it's one of the things that I think it's not going to last too much longer. Uh, unfortunately, in Mobile, it's, it's I, already changed some. Yeah, I mean, the new yeah. stadium is fantastic, and they needed to move it because Lad Peebles was a crap hole. Uh, <laughs> it was a shrine to concrete and aluminum, yep. and yep. thank God it's gone. It wasn't in the best neighborhood either. Like the stadium that's out at USA, is it Hancock Stadium? Yeah, it's yeah, a beautiful, a beautiful new, beautiful new facility. Absolutely, um, the campus, while it's it's a circuitous route to get there, and you have to drive through like a wild goose reserve. And Chris will verify. I'm not kidding on that. Like you literally drive through a wild goose preserve, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, it, it's really cool. And, you know, you do get access. Um, they do try to keep the, like the top level NFL cognoscenti sequestered, but uh, a lot of those guys don't like that. Quite frankly, they, they, they just want to hang out with us. And they can, yeah. if, if they're in town, like you see the players, like they, they do little tours through town. They stop in. I forget the name of the one bar that was built into that church if you remember they had an event there yep. you can intermingle i mean you can see so much it's it's really just such an incredibly great thing and i th- i fear that it's going to go away i love the way it is but if it were to show up like in miami or you know it's good that will absolutely it, change it would the face not of be it. the same i know it really yeah, would yeah. and it's 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 and, and the access that we get like we go out and you'll go to a restaurant and it will be all nfl people i, I remember the first time i flew in um, it, Tom Dimitrov sat across from me on the airplane and Brad Childress was the Vikings coach at the time was sitting directly in front of me, sitting next to me, former Ohio state coach at the time of Bengals scouting consultant, John Cooper, 
I yeah. talked to John Cooper for 45 minutes, like, and he wanted to talk to me. Like, it was it was phenomenal. Made, made contacts out of that. I still talk to Coach every now and then. Like, it, the, I'm, I'm like, if this plane goes down, I'm literally the last person that anybody's going to give a crap about <laughs> that died. <laughs> like, everybody else is important. And then there's me, this, you know, schlub that's like, hey, and what's I came, he doing here? Last year, yeah. I was on a plane with Malik Willis. We talked to him a little bit. Yeah. Um, was uh, And on the plane with uh, Daniel Bellinger and who we interviewed later. And we got to talk to him at Atlanta Airport. Um, really good kid. I love that guy. It was great to see him play with the Giants and, and do season. so well. Even, even though the injury, the whole thing. He's a good, good guy. But just hanging out with these guys the year before last Jim Caldwell. I flew in with Jim Caldwell on the plane. It was, you just run into these people. It's, it's incredible. It's such a great time. And I don't understand why people would avoid it other than it's a little bit of work to get there, but it's, it's, if you like football and you like like getting stories and meeting people and building your network, I mean, even amongst the media, there is no better place that it's, it's work all day. And then like seven 30, party all night the switch flips and it's everyone's and it's it's it really you know, does Mardi it, it's, started it's there. Cool because yeah Mardi Gras is going on and they've yeah. moved it back a week so Mardi Gras is going a little bit more in full force this time which is kind of fun you know it's uh it's it's a great experience it's a, if you can ever get there and you're a football fan and you want access to, to people that you don't normally have access to it is the best place to go um, yeah. I go to the combine every year this will be my 19th combine that I'm going to in Indy and you get access to people there, but it's different. Uh, it's much more formal. It's much more segmented. Um, mobile, man, you can, it, it's just, uh, <laughs> there's, there's too many stories to go into. Yeah. Uh, and we will make more stories this year. And it's great. You know, I'm, I'm flying in um, just to give you an idea of how hard it is to get to Mobile because their airport is tough. I live in Grand Rapids. Uh, I fly from Grand Rapids to New Orleans via Orlando rent a car, drive from New Orleans to Mobile, which is about an hour and 40 minutes. Um, and you can fly through Mississippi because they really don't care. And <laughs> then, like, then, I'm, then I got to you know, drive through town, park. Um, the hotel I stay, at, I stay at the same hotel every year now. It's in stumbling distance of pretty much everywhere I need to be except the stadium. And you know, I, so my son, I will be gone. I will be on the road traveling Sunday from... 11.30 a.m., I'll get to the airport, and I will be in Mobile by about 1 a.m. the next day. Like, it's an, it is a chore to get there, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. And and I I, I look forward to it every year. Uh, it's, um, aside from the fact, you know, I, I just spend time with Chris and Andy, you know, same man coming in, and seeing all my, my draft media friends. Uh, I see my Wire editor coworkers. There's quite a few of us that are going down there. And we will drag some of them in, by the way, uh, including Vikings Wire editor, Tyler Forno, who wants to talk about TJ Hawkinson on air with us. Great, uh, and he's, he's a really, he's a good dude. Uh, he's got great hair. So uh, we, we will certainly this get him welcome. on. He will be one of them. <laughs> um, Brian Perez, for those of you who know uh, who, who, who he is, he's been a, a voice for the Bears for a very long time. You might know him. He was the guy who was the founder and owner of Draft Breakdown, where I worked for two draft cycles. Uh, he's going to come on with us. So we got a, a ton of people with different perspectives from inside the NFC North. Um, no Packers people, though. That's I'm drawing the line there. Yeah. But uh, we're, we're, we're going to have so many good guests for you. So many just like little quick hit things that are going on. Um, it's I'm, I'm excited for it, man. I, yeah. I, I 
Yeah, I've been waiting for it for a long time. It's it's going to be so much fun. Never a more important time to be subscribed and hit the bell because, and I'll I'll kind of talk through what we the, the the coverage. Right, we are on the move all day. Well, here really quick, just so we can we can close out the travel piece. I'm taking the little easier ride. I'm going from Tampa to Atlanta and Atlanta to Mobile, but there was no there's no direct flights. So it, it's it, but it's a it's a little shit box that flies to mobile from atlanta it's you know yeah, it's like a 30 seat plane the there, yeah. there's, there's two on one side and one on the other yeah and it's, uh, every and time i've small. done that flight they're small yeah. seats i can't believe football yes, players right in there anyway so that's how i'm doing it but what here's our coverage right we're gonna have um there's been a little bit of changes in personnel just from some sickness and some other things uh in mobile it's gonna be jeff myself and sandman we will be on the ground and on the move just so you know the day starts i mean we are at the convention center at 8 a.m. Set up, yes, ready to interview. There's all kinds of events. There's breakfast, there's players, there's coach interviews, the whole thing that goes through. So people will be cycling through and then we get ready to pack up. We pack up and head all the way over to the the, the practice facility and we'll be doing coverage from there. Again, you're going to know want to watch our YouTube. You're going to see all kinds of stuff popping up uh, while practice is going on from us. So we're going to have our coverage from the practice practice itself. Practices wind up, you know, first it's 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 one or the other American and then the national team goes. When, and there's a little break in between practices wind up, we back up, we head over to the mobile convention center again, set back up, same kind of thing, interviews and so on. And then we'll do our, our, our close out every day. So we'll do an open every morning, a close every day and all kinds of interviews in between. And then we get back, we eat dinner about 730. The work stops, the fun begins and it goes to whenever. And then we start again, <laughs> crack of dawn the next day. It's it is one of the most fun working and playing events, I, I can't even. I can't even yeah. explain how. When I when I get home, I'm football. completely exhausted. Like I need two days to recover, um, just because. Like again, as I said earlier, I'm in bed by now. Like six days out of seven, you know, twenty four days out of a month, uh, <laughs> and I'm going to be like, like I will be like, just we'll, we're we, we might be at a Waffle House at this time, uh, three days from now. Yeah, which you know it happens. Um, one change. of the things that I do, <laughs> one of the things that I do because I, I like to give back because not everybody that has access to Waffle Houses. As an example, we don't have any here in Michigan at all. Mm-hmm. So anybody who has never been to a Waffle House before, I take them there and I buy it for them. Uh, and we've had some very interesting people uh, that I have taken to uh, Waffle House for the very first time in their life. <laughs> It's uh, <laughs> the uh, the 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 southern waitresses, um, it, you know, it, it's mobile. It's, it's it's down south. It's way down south. Yeah. And when when I went there, um, I won't say who it is, but it's a it's a, a NFL draft um, and fantasy football person. Great guy, by the way, um, who is a homosexual New York Jew and doesn't hide any of that. Uh, was and we, we had a, he had a blast, and those the, the waitresses were like, "Oh, honey, you're not from here, are you?" <laughs> like, um, we we had so much, oh god, that was so much fun. Um, he still talks about that too. Like it was it was a great time. But yeah, that that's what we're going to be going for. And uh, yep. Smoothie King every day because um, I don't get that here either. West Michigan <laughs> got to step up with the Smoothie King this man. Oh, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm 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 really looking forward to going down. I've been watching. I have not been as active on social media in the last couple of weeks because I have been binging on these players getting ready. So I at least have some baseline familiarity with what I'm going to be watching. And I have seen every player but two, at least two games played now. 
And I'm proud of that. <laughs> All right. Really quick. we got a couple questions. First one was from Combat Sack. <laughs> um, do we know which players are at the Senior Bowl? Yes, sir, we do. Now, here's the funny part. That continues to change and add like right up until the Senior yeah. Bowl. And I was just doing some work. While I was waiting for Riz, updating my my thing. I take a lot of big boards. I compare it against the, uh, the roster, the ever-changing roster and the ever-changing big boards. And I blend them together and I look at where... These guys are projected and I focus top to bottom on on my research on where they're projected and who I'm looking at, who I'm researching to really get ready for the the senior bowl this, uh, every year. This is what I do. And it's it's a great run. It's a it's a it's a lot, lot of fun. Um, it is. Oh, um, yeah. So one of the things that happened, um, players change and drop out all the time. Um, two guys that we're going to talk about later in the mock draft segment, um, Tyree Wilson and uh, Devon Witherspoon both pulled out. Uh, Wilson is hurt, which may or may not help his draft stock as it pertains to the Lions. We'll see about that. Insert joke here. Uh, Witherspoon had absolutely nothing to prove. Uh, He has skyrocketed the more people have watched him. And uh, there's a conversation to be had about that, about, you know, guys at this time generally rise because people like me are like, we haven't seen him play yet. And like, oh, oh crap, this guy's really good. And uh, there's a lot of people that's going on with that. Really quick, the the this guy named the Duke is getting mouthy in the chat, and I I know he's waiting for a comeback, but if he wants my comeback, he's gonna have to scrape his mother's tongue. Um, see you later, buddy. Have a lot of fun. <laughs> y'all don't y'all don't cross Chris, man. He, don't crisscross applesauce, bitch. I don't let yeah people like that. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. So, with a lot of players. Um, who well, let's start position wise, Riz. What are you specifically yeah. looking for in the, the senior bowl this year? So I like, um, I let's do position, one day position, position, position I do. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah position okay. wise first, first day, they're usually not in full pads. So that's the day where I watch wide receivers and defensive backs mm-hmm. and I watch the quarterbacks and they generally will do coverage drills with running backs and linebackers and tight ends at that time too. Mm-hmm. That's the day for that day. Two is the pit. I will be in the end zone in front of the offensive line versus defensive line. Uh, knowing the coaches that are going to be there and the way that they want it structured, it's it's one-on-ones, it's two-on-ones, it's five-on-fours, that type of thing. It's fantastic. Um, it is and, – and then the last – and there's also team drills every day. And then the last day is typically um, I'll just float around and, and look at guys that have, maybe I haven't seen yet or guys that have impressed me. That, that's how I do it. I know you do it a little bit differently. You tend to, uh, uh, yeah, you, you tend to watch the opposite of what I do um, on a day, which is good because that gives us a, a broader base of coverage. And, and Sam and will do the same thing too. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of my my thing. I'm I kind of go in looking at players that fall kind of into the spots for the Lions. That's where I kind of start. Mm-hmm. I always wind up with with some kind of love for a wide receiver i've got a type and and they always wind up showing up and it's kind of funny but i just it is it's just the way things wind up for me um so it's it's that's one of the things that i i I tend to do um i'm really looking at inside defensive line i'm looking at cornerback this year uh uh, i'm looking at safety like really secondary positions i I, i'll 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 tweak around it's really focused on defense for me um i will of course watch the wide receivers and the quarterbacks you can't miss but i'm I'm, i really don't 
believe I need to scout them so deeply this year, the quarterbacks. And and I know that's a point of discussion, whatever, but um, I'm just, I would I would disagree. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know especially you know. especially a couple of them in specific. Yeah. Um, and you'll you'll pick up pretty quickly on who those are um, yep. in re- if you're watching our coverage. Um, we, one of the other things that we do is this is every lion scout will be there. Brad Holmes will be there for, I believe two days is, is what I've been told. Uh, Ray Agnew and John Dorsey will be there the entire week. I don't think any of the coaches are going, um, with the possible exception of one defensive assistant. And that's not Sean John Hamilton, who is going to be coaching the American defensive backs. Uh, but I, I don't. Th- I don't think Dan's going to be there. Uh, I don't think. I don't think Hank is going to be there. Hank Fairley is going to be there. I don't think Kelvin Shepard is going to be there. Um, they they might, but I, I'm not anticipating seeing the coaches there this year. But the scouting staff is absolutely there, and uh, I know what hotel they stay in. <laughs> <laughs> Have you checked out uh, Spears from Tulane? Anything on that? We're getting a question from uh, Don Spears Tulane. Oh, the um. Running back. He's the, he's a, yeah, the running. Okay. So they have a running back and they have a linebacker who used to be a safety. um, Who's not all that. I actually wrote about him. Yes. uh, He is very good. This is an incredible running back class. Um, I am not gotten deep into them at all. Um, And I'm, I'm going, I'm just, I don't even remember the names because I'm too tired to remember. The dude from Syracuse is really, really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, The guy, uh, Devin A. Shane from Texas A&M. He's tiny. He is what you all want DeAndre Swift to be. Uh, And I I will bang the drum for him uh, any day as a third or fourth round pick. He's only like 5'7", a buck 75, but dude can fly and he gets vertical. Like he does not waste time. He gets the ball and he goes. Yeah. Um, There's a ton of good running backs this year. This is a great year to need a day two, day three running back. Uh, And guess what? The Lions need that. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da! Yeah, how that works sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Uh, okay, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really positionally scouting. I, I, I hate that the weigh-in has kind of been done away with because that for me was such a, such an important part because in, in it, it, it played itself out so much with um, how the how how to prejudge players before they got in the field. There was something yeah. about especially specific positions you want to see the guys that were kind of going to sleep a little and um, mm-hmm. you know, not really quite up to maybe what they looked like. You, you look at how hard they worked that body. It really was an indicator of what kind of juice they had for the game and that love of the game. Yep. That was such a good part of the event. It was weird and awkward, but it was, it was absolutely fantastic. It was. It was so it illustrious, was. Illustrious. It, 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 that did lead to some like, like um, do you remember Cornelius Washington who yeah. had a cup of coffee with the lions? That guy, when he walked up on the stage, everybody was like, damn. Yeah. Like, that's, that, that's the guy that everybody at the gym wants to be. Uh, but he couldn't play a lick of football, but uh, it, yep. it got him drafted. So, But yeah. I, 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 I miss that, too. I love doing the comparative body types. Offensive linemen, defensive linemen are the best for it. Because yep. you can tell the guys that are like country strong versus the guys that are weight room strong. And there's a difference. If you play, you know that you can tell the guys that took it seriously. You can tell the guys that are just like, I'm here because my agent wants me to be here and, and it might help me get drafted. I don't know. Yep. And th- there is that. Like, that's definitely a thing. Um, that That's why one of the reasons, one of the things that I've learned in my years there, you can't. 
put too much stock in what you see. Mm-hmm. But you need to put you need to put some into yep. it. Yep. Um, and like one of the things, uh, if you know who Charles Bentley is, former NFL yeah, All Pro Center yeah, yeah. for the Cleveland Browns, uh, I stood with him in the in in Lad Peebles. This was twenty. I think this was the last year before you were there. Uh, so it would have been like twenty seventeen. Uh, and I stood for, with him for an entire practice. Uh, and Pete Smith, uh, who covers the Browns for Sports Illustrated, was standing next to me, and, and we just got lessons because I was complaining about one of the guys uh, who he was training. He is the founder of the O-Line Masterminds. Um, if you go on Twitter, they're everywhere. They do fantastic work. Um, but he told me, like, so you want him to do this. Well, this is not what he, this is how we coach him. He's doing what I want him to do as his private coach. Yep. I don't care what this guy who's coaching him for three days says. I want him to do what I'm doing. And I I took that down and, and he was he was polite about it, but he was very firm about it. Yep. And I like mental check, like, okay, maybe he's not doing well because that's not what he's being trained for. Um, and you have to keep that in mind too. Uh, that happens technique wise with cornerbacks a lot. Uh, and one of the guys that you're going to watch this year, and I'll, I'll throw the name out there, is Julius Brents from Kansas State. It's the guy that the Lions have looked at a little bit. He's six foot four, maybe um, mm-hmm. over 200 pounds, probably. Uh, but he is a straight zone quarter. Like there's <laughs> there's no doubt about it. Uh, so when when he's going to get he's, he's going to get out there in man coverage, he's probably going to get torched uh, if he can't get his hands on the guy. He can press some, but he just doesn't have the long speed to, to come up with that. But that's the kind of guy that you're going to watch and like, okay, he's probably never been taught to do this specific skill before. Uh, and he might struggle with that. And we, we saw James Houston is a great example of it. When he got into Detroit, they wanted him to do things with his hands and his hips and his shoulders specifically that he'd never been coached to do. Not at Florida, not at Jackson State. It's different in Detroit. And he's, it took him a little bit of time to get it. Damn, he got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, so that that's why – I used to move people really like heavily based on what I saw to see, but I do a lot less of that now. Mm-hmm. You gotta learn. Really quick, Extreme Gaming has a question. I'm gonna I'm gonna knock this one more time, one last time. I've, I've we've answered this like literally like ten times in the last year. Didn't you guys say around the draft you thought that it would be the last year for Dorsey in Detroit? No, I didn't say that. Said that there no. is a conflict about what they wanted to do with the first pick in the draft, and if they didn't That's go correct. the way that Dorsey wanted he was going to be unhappy enough to leave. And that was the question. And that is what and they said. did not make that decision. They did not make the decision. We've said this a hundred times. I don't know why people keep bringing that one up, but don't talk about the Ben Johnson uh, and, and news the, that the, he got hired or the, the, or like that. But <laughs> the angle from it is, is that John Dorsey felt strongly enough that they needed to get Aiden Hutchinson. They needed specifically to avoid one other player that he was willing to leave for it. And that tells you the conviction that they have in the communication process that they have. And it's a healthy discussion uh, because it wasn't necessarily who was going to be chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I will tell you that everybody is in unison now that we all love touch the whole time. But there might have been. You, it's a little bit of a, a, a kind of hang, hang a good one on Dorsey here. Because it kind of leans yeah. you into this is a guy that he wanted. And it was absolutely a great pick. Yeah. As for quarterbacks, yep. I'm not so sure about his judgment yet. <laughs> but when it comes to that second round pick and an edge guy like uh, Hutchinson, I, I'll take Dorsey's thinking all day. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I look, John Dorsey is he's 
he's a guy that you don't want to get into a, a verbal argument with because he is stubborn as bleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he stood up, he, he banged the table is what happened. Um, and the table went his way. Yep. Um, and so there was no need for him to, you know, I'm screw this. I'm taking my ball and going home. There wasn't any need for it. So that, that was the entire crux of that situation. Yeah. So that, that was that no big deal. We'll talk a little bit about um, insider info and I've, I've got a good one this time that uh, the people that want to talk about lucky guesses, just wait. <laughs> this is a good plan. Rich. Oh, I know this. <laughs> it's good. It's good. So um, I, I will tell you, Chris, um, I'll tell you, I'll spring this to you on the air. Uh, the dust that you gave me personally, I relayed to Huge yesterday. I was on the Huge shows in the studio the whole time. So I told him, you can't say anything about this, but just watch this specific thing to happen. And he, Huge, Huge was all about it. So, so uh, <laughs> we've got some validation there, too. And I did let him know that it was you, not me, that knew it, too. Well, that's, thanks. Thanks, Rizzi. I like Huge. I want to, I'd love to talk with him sometime. Huge, Huge is a fun guy. We hit, I, I was in there yesterday for three hours with him and Eric Zane, and that was an experience because I didn't know Eric Zane at all. And if you know, if you're from West Michigan, you know who Eric Zane is. It was, uh, <laughs> it was fun, man. It was, it was, it was pretty darn cool. Uh, yeah, that was, it was something else. I loved it. Loved so, it. <laughs> so we've got a lot of coverage again. It's the important, most important time of the year to be subscribed and hit the bell because we will get an interview like last year when we interviewed Hank Fraley or Dave Fipp or all the guys that we interviewed from the Lions as coaches there. Yep. We got 10 minutes notice. 10 minutes notice, man. And it was the interviews live. We, we, and we have to set if that, up like, like FIP thumbnails and all FIP that just stuff. materialized. Yeah, yeah. So we don't, we don't really get an opportunity to, to say, Hey everyone, we're coming and get ready and all that. It just sort of happens. So yeah. if you get the bell, you'll know you'll, we'll be live and you'll see it. So uh, that's the coverage on the ground. And then we have Scott Bischoff and Ash Thompson also providing additional coverage, not there, but we have access to a bunch of video, a bunch of other things that we'll be feeding them and they'll be doing additional coverage coverage and, and content for us as well to supplement all the total totality of what we're doing. It's going to be the best coverage in Detroit media uh, for the senior bowl. For sure. Most of the guys aren't even going to be there. Right. I mean, that's just, that's just the, the nature of the beast. So I don't actually know who's going this year or not. I haven't, I haven't been in contact with those guys uh, since like the day after week 18 ended. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I, I, I tend to like this time of year. I tend to do all my own thing. I don't want to get influenced by other people. I want to yep. evaluate that on my own, um, come up with the ideas on my own. Uh, and, and by the way, Eric Schlitt does kind of the same thing. At least he used to when we worked together. Yep. We would not talk like for two or three weeks just so we could like formulate our own opinions on our own and not influence and then test our, them um, and, and then test them and argue them. Right? Yeah. And that's a lot of that happens at senior bowl. It's a lot. It's I, I enjoy the heck out of it because I get insights that I didn't have beforehand and I share insights that people didn't have beforehand. And it's a real good kind of leveling and, and go look at this, go look at this. Oh my God, I didn't see that. Right. It's a really, really good opportunity to, um, and I think that's a little bit why people, there's a little bit of a kind of consensus amongst a lot of the draft, you know, mock drafts and stuff that get built out because a lot of look at this. Oh, look at this. And there's a lot of people sharing the things that they found and bring it together. And you build this kind of pool of information that people are all kind of sort of drawing from. So on one hand, it's great to be beating your own drum from, you know, from the end of the season to draft day. Right. But by the same token, a lot of times you wind out in left field and you miss a lot of things. But by the other side of the coin is you kind of get pulled into the whirlpool a little bit. So it's it's hard to find the right stuff and, and, and assess the right stuff that's that isn't as you know necessarily biased or pushing you in one direction. 
and also beat your own drum and follow your own your own tune it's a lot of fun year after year i've i've learned more and more along the way and we're from riz and kind of now riz and i are, are a little different in the way we do it and i and that's one of the things you'll see like some of the voices on our on on our youtube channel it's all different voices because we don't want you just to have a a consensus mindset or a, a hive mind or a cult approach to uh, you know to football and coverage. So we're going to disagree with you, and someone else I guarantee is going to agree with you, right? Uh, it's yep. going to be there's just different voices, different opinions, and it's it's the idea of not creating that whirlpool where everything mm-hmm. winds up at the same. Yeah, um, and, and it's it's not right or wrong. It's information and you can choose which way you want to go on it yeah uh is scott bischoff participating in the off-season coverage absolutely a lot will happen he is (laughs) he sent me something tonight i am i'm probably gonna put up tomorrow maybe on uh on sunday uh and he's gonna cover both him and ash tons of stuff throughout the week um especially and throughout the off-season not just senior bowl week we're a team scott's part of the DLP team and Detroit Lions podcast team and uh, Ash the, and Sam, man, we're all, we're all here. We'll all be creating content. We're getting ready to put together after senior bowl, a mostly weekly show where we rotate through our guests, where we're going to talk about the draft and players and a lot of stuff. And we're really going to focus on that. And then we'll still do our weekly, our weekly podcast. that's based more on lions news and what's going there. So I think we're going to have a really good kind of pairing of coverage for folks. Um, now that we've said it out loud, probably some other folks will try to do it too, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's the way it works. We'll have uh, have good stuff for you and uh, we'll give you what you need throughout the entirety of the season. Um, all right. Uh, who's most informed ice cube stuck in my tooth. <laughs> uh, a lot of times isn't just the information. It's who's the most informed and has the more accurate information. Yeah. Like, um, and, and again, you know, I know people don't like it because, but the Ben Johnson thing, people, I, I had that for months and then people try to say, Oh, well, Sean Payton's getting the job. That's why Ben. No. <laughs> and that was him. spin from that. And, and I, and I told you, I, Chris, I told you this. I, I said it on the air there. The first spin you're going to hear is, Oh, it's, and it's from the Carolina side. It's not from anything Detroit related. They want to save face that, Oh, Sean Payne's going to come as he was the next logical candidate. Well, they hired Frank Reich, by the way, Frank Reich is a very good hire for them, Yeah, but, and it's a big, but, Steve Wilkes should have had that job, man. <laughs> 110% Wilkes should have had that job. And that's really, it's frustrating to me for Wilkes. That bothers me. And, and, I, and I think, I, I, again, I think that Frank Reich is a fantastic hire for them. I really do. But that's Steve Wilkes' job. And that, that pisses yep. me off a little bit that he didn't get it. Yep. AG getting a second interview in Arizona. I, it's, there's still potential. We'll see where Wilkes lands. But I wouldn't put it completely out of the universe of possibility that Wilkes comes here. As a DC, um, I, I, I I absolutely wouldn't put that out of the realm of possibility. I don't. I, I wouldn't put it over fifty percent, but it's it's certainly in the realm of potential possibility. And I, I really and, think he would be great here. I think he would be awesome. And AG does have a shot at that Arizona job. Yeah. Uh, he is one of I think four that have taken a second interview. D'Amico Ryan's is one of the others. Everything I've heard is that it's Houston or bust for him, uh, yeah. and it might. And it might be a case where he might stay with San Francisco because he just doesn't like Houston's ownership. And remember, that's the team he played for. <laughs> he knows them very well. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's one to watch. The Colts job, um, we'll, we'll just do quick around the NFL here. Um, it sounds like everybody thinks that the owner really wants Jeff Saturday. And so all the other candidates are like, well, if the owner doesn't really want me, why am I going here? Why bother? Um, aside from the fact that it's the beginning of a rebuild. 
Like that team, their window closed. It damn close shut, man. <laughs> They're in a tough spot. But, here's, uh, you know, here's the funny part. They get their quarterback, they could be okay. I don't think this will happen. But do you remember when San Francisco named John Lynch, their GM? I don't know where mm-hmm. you were, but I was laughing. I, I, th- I thought that was a hilarious hire. I thought, wow, what a mistake, right? And I've eaten my hat 10 times, 20 times over that take because he's turned into an amazing GM for that organization. And you um, know what he does that the Lions do very well? They identify players that fit the culture and the style that they want. They're going to eschew more talented players because they're not 49ers. Mm-hmm. You're seeing that come on already with the Lions. There were a couple of opportunities last year for them to take a guy who was a better overall talent than the player that they wound up taking. Um, Nick Cross over Kirby Joseph is a good example. Mm-hmm. Kirby Joseph is a perfect Lion. Yeah. Like, that that's you, you got to have that, and they've earned that level of of faith and respect for the choices that they've made like that. Like Nick Cross, I had him higher on my board than I had Kirby Joseph, but I, you know they they saw in Kirby that he fits the team right more than he fits the NFL in general, and uh, that's that's the team specific scouting stuff that this team does very well. John Lynch does a fantastic job of doing that as well. Um, going back in Lions time, that is something that Martin Mayhew never grasped, and it was his biggest failure, was the fact that he would draft guys just because they were talented with no regard for how well they fit into the team or the team concept structure. Uh, and that was that was a very frustrating time because, again, he got very good players, but they don't fit together. Like yep. You hear it all the time. The cut from the cloth, you, you're going to know, and they do. They have a very good idea of knowing who's cut from that cloth, what, which seamstress is good, um, and when they get the bad seamstress blues and let them pass on to somebody else uh, who's going to jump and, and make mistakes, uh, like New York does. Yep. The Jets, I should say. The Jets, yep. although the Jets do have the offensive and defensive rookie of the year, they had a pretty damn good draft, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get uh, we'll get on to the next one. And I will share there is some some Chris dust, as we call it in the slack at the end, some little bit insider stuff for you guys. Uh, It was an absolute dust storm in the slack this week. And I'll just tell you, if you want to get access to the best offseason conversation, the most intelligent lines chat in the in the nation and in the world and in the world. keeping helping of the the Chris dust, the real insider stuff and Riz dust, uh, go to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, click in there and join up for at least $5 a month. You'll get access to the Slack, and that's where all the, the deep and dirty happens. A lot of good stuff there. Great group of people, great content, uh, great for talk, sure. some real smart folks in there who could probably do their own show if they felt like it. Uh, great stuff. Great stuff goes on in that Slack. I, I highly <laughs> You're <recommend>. not wrong. <laughs> Seriously, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. There's some talent in there. Yeah. Uh, there's, some, there's some smart people in there. I lo- and, and as they know, they can push back on me. Uh, and I, I love that. I, I, I hate being an echo chamber, Chris. You know that. Yeah. Yep. I hate that. All right. Really quick. Let's get into Calif Raymond. He is in bonus time, baby. He's making some money. Riz, is he ready to retire now? Uh, well, if I made an extra one, he made $1,050,000 in bonuses uh, for performances, yep. incentives, yep. escalator clauses. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one of them was for being named second team all pro. I believe he got 250 grand for that. He got 250 grand for hitting the 600 yard threshold in receiving. He got 616. Uh, he got playing time incentives. He got workout bonus escalators. And he got a, what was another one? Um, there's one other one too that he got. 
but he wound up making him one million and fifty thousand dollars. Yep. Uh, his agent tweeted it out today. I wrote a thing up on on it. Um, one thing that I did, um, and I'm still actually waiting for clarification on. It does count against the salary cap if it's yes. considered a bonus that was not likely to be attained. I don't know the status of all of them, but I do know that the 600 yardish one was one that was not considered um, to be likely to be attained. So that one is going to cost the, the lines on the cap. So they have less cap room now, but they got it. They have less cap room because they got a player who was better than they thought they would be. <laughs> and that, that's a, that's a happy problem. Let me ask you. Really and Kaylee has signed through next year too. Yeah. Uh, and, and will be the, he was the only NFC player to return a pump for a touchdown this year. Give me your number one, number two, number three wide receivers in the Lions team. Oh, this, yeah, because I fumbled this in the mailbag really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Badly. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks. By the way, thanks, everybody, for watching the mailbag. That was, that was good. It's great. That was uh, a really good one, Mitt Riz. So, really good one. Amon Ra. Amon Ra is one. I think Jamo is two. I think the combination of Josh Reynolds and Kayleaf are three and four. And it's sort of situational. They're very different types of receivers. Mm-hmm. Kayleaf is the, the outside fly guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Reynolds is more the possession type of receiver, intermediate range stuff. Uh, and he can work over the middle a little bit too. Kayleaf doesn't really do that because he's tiny. Uh, do you put, I uh, do not. Can, he's not on the team. He's a free agent. Just well, but just pretend he is because we're looking. We're looking. We're looking back at the roster from last year. He would be two because he's over Jamo because Jamo was not there yet. Okay, so Amon Ross is clearly one. Do you put Reynolds three? Um, I think Kaleef was better last year. Honestly, I will tell you uh, he was. Let me tell you something because yeah. this is this is my point, right? And I, I thought the same thing, but I went up and I looked it up on on PFF. Right. And remember, there's 32 teams in the NFL. So your number one wide receiver should be ranked within the top 32. Your number two should be 33 through 64 ish. Right. I mean, you wanted to be higher, but I mean, just general sense. Right. Amon Ross St. Brown was absolutely the number one. He was number two in the NFL with a 90.7. Right. Absolutely earned his 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 stitches. Um, The number two. Receiver on the Detroit Lions by our PFF ranking was ranked 38th in the NFL. So a solid number two. And his name is Kaylee Freeman. Kaylee Freeman. <laughs> yep. Number three, DJ Chark at 47th. And then Josh Reynolds at 86th. Uh, Jamison didn't have a ranking. Of course, he didn't play that much. He was the lowest ranked of all the wide receivers at 63.4, which is a really solid ranking, really, if you think about it. What he, he caught one he caught one pass out of nine targets <laughs> and and had one whiff block um that I didn't notice since I rewatched the game. He's just like, oh, oh, oh man, I was supposed to block that guy. <laughs> you, you can see that just they like, oh crap, missed assignments, man. That's yeah. He was a rookie. Rookie yeah. without a training camp. Yeah. He's gonna yeah. be better next year, folks. Don't don't worry about that. He's gonna be um, he might not be Tyreek Hill next year. He's going to be the best GMO he can be next year. And I think that's, I think we saw glimpses enough that we should be very excited about that. Fan man hits um, a Detroit fan man hits a great point here. Instead of one, two and three, we should use X, Y, and Z to define where they are rather than how many targets. And you're right. I, th- I think that's kind of one of the secrets to Ben's offenses. It isn't, there's a number one receiver. There's an X, Y, and Z and how they work right. within schematically across the board. Um, very nice. Very nice. I, I, I just go Y, Y, Z. I really love, how well Kaylee, because he's a little guy, right? He's not six one. He's he. What is he? He's five seven one 
80. Now he is not, he's short. He's not small. Right. Like we've seen him without his shirt on. He's yeah. not small. He's just short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just not, it's just not, you know, you look at a guy that's short as a wide receiver, you're like, but he did it. And he he was clutch for this team so many times. It's, it's really going to be something. Uh, Chark isn't on the team right now. I wouldn't sign him as gone yet, but it is definitely. And, this is going to be the conversation that's happening with a lot of players. There's two things that are happening right now. You're flush at a lot of positions in free agency this year. Okay. And I'll talk about this a little bit. A lot of people want to come to, and a lot of people want to stay in Detroit. And it's how much are you willing to give financially to stay in Detroit? How much are you willing to give to the team? They're not going to beat them up, right? It's not going to be, you take a discount to stay at this nice place, but they are going to be smart with how they spend their money. And they're going to, so they're going to wind up with the people that want to be here the most on the best deals that they can get for those people. I, I think it's a pretty good strategy because we didn't do that before with our cap. And it was, you know, you saw what that got us, right? And we're just now emerging from the Quinn shadow and uh, able to start doing some things. And uh, this is going to be a key year. It's one thing. This is one of the things I'm going to take a little jag here, Riz. I'm sorry. I'm looking at. So here's a question I asked, and this is what started my 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 thinking about this. I threw it out there because I like to throw a little uh, uh, a little taunt into the the slack every now and then i said god imagine if jared goff was the quarterback of the 49ers and of course you know people on that one but they would be a killer team right they would be incredible they are already though right with the the last overall draft pick at quarterback they're winning playoff games right i look at the talent we have i look at how hard it is to land a quarterback and it's there's it's one of the most difficult positions to assess I feel like with the yep. with what we have in talent, we could definitely build that Niners team around Jared Goff and then achieve something like that. I'm like, I really the like the trick this. is the trick is you gotta not pay him then. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> and that's that's the hard part because if he the, wants here's if he wants though. forty million a year, it ain't gonna work. Here's the thing though, if you build the Niners. And I'm using this as you know an example, but you can win with Brock right. Purdy. It doesn't matter. Yes, you can. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so that's where that's I'm why at. you got to get. That's why you got to get your quarterback this year because you it can't might win with next Jacob, year. You can't win with Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Indianapolis. <sighs> All right. So sorry for the little jag. I know that was uh, not one of our talking points, but I'm yeah. I'm, I'm falling more yeah. and more into the camp of build. The team again, and I'm, I'm going to make a silly example. If you build the Niners team through the draft this year with all those picks, right? Let's just say you do that. And you don't even touch. You get a, a free agent quarterback for a discount or whatever. You build your team. You could you could hand out every one of next year's draft picks to get your quarterback because you've got your team and it's young and they're on the contract and you're a destination for a lot of people. I'm not as scared. I mean, the Rams did it right. They haven't had a first round pick since they. Got Jared Goff, right? Jared Goff was the last one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, they've won a Super Bowl since then. They've done a lot of work. There's a lot of ways to build a team. And I'm not saying give away all your draft picks, obviously. But there is a lot of stuff that can be done. And I'm leaning more towards I really like the model that I'm seeing in San Fran because I think it's sustainable over a long term better. So there you go. I'm I'm, I'm throwing out. We'll talk about that. 
over the, the they did trade up for their quarterback too, and it hasn't mattered, which is very weird. I mean, that that's that's going to be one of the storyline. Like one of the, one or two of those quarterbacks won't be back in San Francisco next year, and what happens to them is going to be very interesting. Uh, and we'll yeah. have time to to sort through that because the Lions. The Lions are going to get roped into the Trey Lance talks if if they do decide to move on from Trey Lance because of what Brad Holmes said about Trey Lance. Yep. Um, and we know we know that Brad Holmes liked Trey Lance a lot. Yep. yep. Not may, probably not enough that he would have taken him over Panay, but with that next finagling, like if he was still been there, like there would have been some opportunity to move up there and. Uh, yeah, so that, that that's a conversation for another time. But yeah, 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 yeah. Um, f- foreshadowing things. But one of the things, and I talked about this on the huge show yesterday, the ability to acquire quarterbacks via trade or release or however it's going is a dynamic that didn't exist even three years ago, uh, and it has changed the way that you have to approach your team building and your offseason work. And that's going to be something I hope that Brad is out in front of because he's been part of an organization that did it. And I, you know, John Dorsey was as well, by the way, um, he was, he was the general manager. He actually didn't want to draft Patrick Mahomes. Oops. Uh, but he was the guy that wanted Baker Mayfield over Josh Allen and Josh Rosen. And who else was in that draft? Um, there was somebody, oh, Sam Darnold. Um, Baker was his guy. Um, Baker will not be coming to Detroit. That's <laughs> Baker Mayfield is not a guy that you want as your backup quarterback. He, because he will not, it's just not, it's just not in his DNA. It's not who he is. Uh, that's, that's, that cross that one off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God. The Duke is back. He even created a new account to come in. He's so desperate, but he's, he's happy. His mom taught him how wow. to play a rusty trombone. Um, okay. Let's go on. <laughs> I don't understand the, the heckling or hate watching. We talked about, we talked about this extensively off air uh, a couple of months ago. Like, why the hell would you watch if you don't like it? Like, I, I don't get that. And they watch more. It's the old Howard Stern axiom. People who, who like Stern listen for an hour. People who hate him listen to all three. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. It's I so don't funny. get that. <laughs> I used to love the Stern show, man. Back, back when he first came on and across the country, um, he was on in Cleveland. It was one of his first markets in the mid-90s. And I was driving all the time, um, driving I drove 200,000 miles in a year and a half, almost entirely within the state of Ohio, listening to Howard Stern and then Jim Rome. That was like, that was like my day. That was my entertainment before satellite radio, back before uh, when my car still had a tape player in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's keep going here. I know, Riz, you got to get some sleep. So I want to talk about Jonah Jackson. I do. He wants to yes. stay and he wants to stay big time. Um, he wants to stay and get his money now is the the other the other the rest of the story yeah. Paul Harvey yeah. uh, because he's not up his contract he's he's got another season under contract so this is a situation where he is trying to jump ahead and say hey before you pay some of these other guys pay me that's one of the that's one of the issues that comes up with having a good football team. We're not used to this. This is a different dynamic. We're going to have to you know you're going to have to wade through it. Uh, but I think that I, I do think that Mike Disner has a very good feel for these things. I do know that John Dorsey has a good feel for that sort of thing. Um, and this is a lot of it is agent placation. A lot of it is negotiation uh, in public that you know 
but yeah, he, the long and short of it is he absolutely does want to be back, but he wants to get his money this year. Um, yeah. And uh, remember, the other guy who started at guard um, is up as well. They're not going to pay both of them. <laughs> so this is him basically saying, it's not him saying it's him or me, but it's kind of him saying, you want me more than you want him, right? <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's the dynamic that's at play. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so Jonah Jackson, absolutely. I'm telling you, he, ooh, Pat D, my man, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think Jonah's one of those guys that you're going to see stays with the team out of. There is a camaraderie and a brotherhood in that room, that line. Those guys, th- this is, this is, a, so let me even go back beyond the They're family the line. Yeah, they absolutely hundred percent are this team. And I, I think I said it on the show, but I want to make sure I, I, I say it again because it's so important. You know, this team is going to go on and it looks like they are poised to really build long-term success and make some serious runs uh, as, as a, as a team. I want people to remember this year though, and this group of guys, because this is the team that turned the corner for the lions. These are the guys that put it out there, built the foundation, the culture bought in and set up what this Detroit lions team is. This, this family of guys this year, this love, this willingness, like with Kaminsky and and Jonah to come back. And um, it's, it's, it's the coaching, it's the front office, it's the whole thing. It's one of the, it's one of the key pieces I think that's going to feed the long-term success of the Detroit lions is is this this culture and this sense of family and the idea that people are willing to take a little less to stay um it says a lot about where, where we're at if a guy goes out there like jonah jackson did and says i want to stay with this team this is where i want to be that puts him in a little bit of a negotiating disadvantage you know agents hate that <laughs> there's five things yes, agents hate do. this you'll never believe this one uh agents freaking hate that because it takes away negotiating power from them but players give your leverage up are willing to give up that leverage because it means that much to them and i really think uh there's a lot to be said for what this team has and jonah jackson will be back he will be back with this team. We will see an extent oh, yeah. contract and extension uh, beyond, beyond 2023. Like his, he's under contract yeah. through 2023. He'll be here beyond that. I'm, yeah. I have very, very, very little doubt about that. Yeah. 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 100%. And uh, so one of the things that just, we have to add in here, there are times when agents forget that they work for the players and not vice versa. And we know who those agents are. We saw one not hold a, not hold the door or his wife and her mm-hmm. baby walking through, which I graciously did. And she looked at me like, oh, my God, you're my messiah. Um, and get this slick suited dirt bag away from me. Yeah. It was good, time, good times. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, Jonah, uh, I actually know who Jonah's agent is. Uh, they're, aware, they're aware of that dynamic. Uh, they will get it done. It's not mm-hmm. a case where you know, he's going to have to, to pull rank. But yeah, yeah it, it, it does mean that you do have to make some choices and prioritize who you want to pay. Um, who you don't want to pay. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, 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 I've said it. So Chris, you know, this and longtime listeners and readers of mine know this. When a player is a free agent, I consider them completely off the team. I do not take that they're coming back. So right now, DJ Chark is no longer a Detroit lion. Evan Brown is no longer a Detroit lion. Yep. All those good Deshaun Elliott, Alex Anzalone, 
John Kaminsky, they are not Detroit Lions right now, uh, in my eyes. Nope. Now, they, they certainly can come back, but until they're back, it's dealer's they're choice. not on the team. It's dealer's Don't choice. Don't forget point, that they're yeah. not on the team. Yep. Nope. All right. Um, That's the only way I can mentally process that. I have to do it that way. You have to, yeah, because they're, they're a different compensation kind of factor but these players that are free agents are still they're part of the pool of available players period and you know they have conversations and um they like like kaminsky is is a great guy will they wait till after the draft to see, and see what what happens in the draft before they sign him they may they may with some guys they may um it's it's and they know and, I, and some they won't. the lions right right no no absolutely but the lions are a team that's that's going to be straight up with their with their guys they're not going to lead them yes. along and create that kind of manifest um you know ugliness just like Kaleef letting him kind of force his way into those and push his way into those those um incentives right they gave it to him he did, he, they let him and earn them and deserve them they're not a a team they believe in that that kind of brotherhood and you get a chance, you deliver, you do what you have to do. You give to this team and you will be able to reap the benefits of that. And you just be successful. Keep at it. All the things, all the things that uh, coach talked about at the very, very beginning of the hard knocks, as far as the rules deliver on those and be, and be talented. And you can have a long career in Detroit. That's that. All right. A little bit of mock draft talk, Riz. There's yeah. I, I, there's a new new now there's a new so name. So many but, of them. There's so many. <laughs> Christian Gonzalez is bom- bouncing around that number six spot a lot. I'm hearing that from a lot of places. What's your thinking as to the Lions thinking? Because I don't think it's an ugly an ugly pick by any stretch of the imagination. Oh yeah, he's he's definitely skilled. Uh, he's got ball skills. Proved it at two different. I like the fact. He went to Colorado and was really good at Colorado, a crap program. Yeah. Went to Oregon, challenged himself, and rose to the challenge. He's a superb athlete. He's got a lot. There's a lot to like there, man. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as like being an all-around cover corner, he's not the best in this draft. Devin Witherspoon is. But the Devon Witherspoon is Six foot one eighty seven, I want to say, um, with a somewhat educated knowledge there that he's he's gunning for one ninety at the combine. Uh, but he he is in fact six feet tall. Um, I, I do know people that are are at the training facility where he's at. So uh, he's not he's not Bryce Young size. He's not five nine and a half or five ten and a half um, mm-hmm. and one hundred and. I love the fact that they said they're throwing Bryce Young at two ten. <laughs> no, you don't. You really don't. If you get him the one eighty five, that's that's the best Bryce Young you're gonna get. But that's that that we don't have to worry about that because he's gonna be long gone by six, um, and that that's a good thing, by the way. Um, Christian Gonzalez gets mentioned a lot. Witherspoon gets mentioned a lot at six. But the last like week, there's don't been you a think new Witherspoon name. will last last till nineteen. No, you don't. I don't. Okay. I don't. Just okay. not. What I, will, what I will say, it's a phenomenal year to need an, a specifically an outside cornerback. Yes, yes. That happens to be the, probably the biggest need on the Lions' defense. That or a nose tackle. You don't. Ta- you don't draft a nose tackle in the first round. You just don't. Right. It's stupid. <laughs> um, but you can draft him in the second or the third, um, and it, 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 it's a so it. I got to clarify here. 
Aline McNeil, they want him to be a three tech. They do not want him to be the one tech solely anymore. They want to have the guys that can play both to move them around. The Richard Seymour, Vince Wilfork combination, if you will, mm-hmm. where both those guys could play either spot. That's what they want. That that is Aaron Glenn. That's he he was on that team. So like <laughs> that, that, that's that's where they're going with that. Uh so they they need that guy, but that's not a first round priority for them unless it happens to be Jalen Carter and he's it sure sounds like at this juncture that he's not going to be there. Um, he might not be there at two. So beyond that, there's not another defensive tackle that you draft before the Vikings pick, basically. Mm-hmm. There's just not. Uh, so you're looking at an outside corner and it's a great year to need them. There's so many of them. I've, I, I, I watched, I watched a guy the other day. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't even hear about this guy. He's ranked in like the two fifties on, on a couple of the sites. I'm like, that guy's like he can start. Like he's really good, uh, and like he's not even the best corner on his own college team. Like there, there's a lot of dudes, man. So I that's where you get into positional scarcity, positional abundance, and that's why there's another name that has popped up at number six lately, and that's Tyree Wilson, the, the mm-hmm. big ass defensive tag, defensive <laughs> edge from Texas Tech. He got a lot of love to the Lions this week as the number six pick. Uh, and then you're getting your cornerback, Dujur, whether it's because Witherspoon. Um, you don't see a lot of Cam Smith because he's a zone guy. He's, he's not a good scheme fit. He's just not. Um, and th- they're aware of that. Uh, there's a couple other guys. That I'm, I'm, again, I'm too tired to think of it. Um, one name to know, um, and it was a guy that he went in the 20s in Mel Kuyper's first mock draft, but the dude from Maryland. Uh, and, and I'm Deontay, and I'm looking, I can see him. I know his number. He's He should be a consideration at 18 because he is of that ilk as well. Uh, so, again, you're, you're getting that. But Tyree Wilson, man, I have some concerns about him. He's he's six foot six, 278 pounds. He is coming off of an injury. He's got 30, what is it, 36 and a half inch arms. I'm going to actually be a bit bigger than that. His hands are like 10 and three quarters. The thing is, when you're that big and that long, it takes some time to get moving. And this is a more precision timing-based defense. So I'm not sure that he's the best scheme fit, but damn, he's a good football player. Yeah. Uh, he reminds me some of like a, a heavy, like the heavy-handed defensive end that is a great facilitator for the office outside linebacker, like like. James Houston whipping around with the outside, setting an edge, um, yeah. having Kaminsky or Hutchinson. He's, he's an interesting guy. Uh, I want to see him more. I was disappointed that he's not going to be in Mobile. He will be at the Combine, and I'll get a chance to check him out in person and and uh, see him there. But uh, he's he's getting a lot of momentum. Remember, it's early. At this time last year, um, thanks to Josina Anderson, everybody and their brother thought that the Lions were taking Kayvon Thibodeau at this point. Mm-hmm. There was, and I, I have the poll to prove it, the number one fan choice, number one at this time last year for the Lions at number two was Georgia linebacker Nicobe Dean. Yeah. He went to the third, second round, second round, third round to Philadelphia and didn't play um, because TJ Edwards is awesome. That's, that's why he didn't play. But <laughs> so, uh, we're I don't want to say we're like drunk monkeys throwing darts right now when we do our mock drafts, but there's a certain level of, and this is one of the reasons why I talked about the group thing thing earlier. 
there's a lot of group think that goes on. There's a little, a lot of, you know, we're all peeing into the same urinal type thing. <laughs> um, and sometimes you got to flush that and, and, you know, find the, the big pink mint elsewhere. Uh, so they're getting asked, what do you guys think about jail Skinner at safety? He's going to be at senior bowl. I kind of like this kid. He's a lot of people talking like second round, late second round. I, I think he's going to climb. I think, I think he's, he's a little climb. later than that. At least really? like around early third. Yeah. I think he's going to climb to okay. mid second, maybe even a little higher. I think this kid's got a lot of talent. Um, so the, like we'll the, the lines are at what? 49, 48. Yeah. Yep. The, the Dolphins thing screws me up that the Dolphins don't have a pick and there's only 31 in the field. <laughs> Stupid Tom Brady. By the way, Tom Brady, worst, worst. He had the most interception luck. It was something that I put up on Lions Wire today. They, the Lions were one of the luckiest teams in the league of opponents dropping interceptions, opponents dropping passes, opponents missing field goals and fumble recoveries. For once. Tom Brady and Daniel Jones tied for the most luck on interceptable passes. Jared Goff was fourth, um, so he, he got some pretty good luck on that. But the fact that Tom Brady was at it, then you look at the other thing, we, and this was in the Slack today, and this was, this was Chris and I arguing virtually. Um, <laughs> Tom that. Brady was the – so Jared Goff under pressure in the threshold that was listed, uh, it was 250 passes. Jared Goff was 33rd in QB rating. He was 20 – was it 27th in – um, a win value added. And Tom Brady was like well below him on both. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it sort of tells you that, that to me told me more that Tom Brady is probably needs to be more done than a lot of people think he is. If you watched their last game, his, he wasn't good, but I mean, he wasn't, but he, there were so many freaking drops in that game. His, like Mike Evans can't catch a ball. So all of a sudden Godwin can't catch a ball. All of a sudden can't run a route. That was rough. Uh, I, who, if Godwin goes, whoever takes him, if they trade him or they he lands somewhere else, I, you would be an idiot to sign him to your team. I think. I mean, he's a great talent, but I just I think he's done. I think he's it's just not in him anymore. He's got, he's got Dallas Cowboys written all over. <laughs> he sure does. He sure does, man. All right. Um, let's see. A lot to talk about. We're going to talk all draft all next week. We'll uh, we'll get into that a lot more. Mock drafts. This is a great time early because. These things are going to change, but it's a great way to learn about these players. And you're going to see them on other teams. You're going to see them as we play them in the years going onward. Get to know them now. It's it's a lot, it's actually a lot of fun. It's a great way to spend some off season. You kind of think you use your simulators, all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun to kind of put that yep. kind of stuff together. But um, we'll have a ton of draft. Like I said, we will have a show about the draft on uh, on the regs. I want to get to the last topic for today. Riz is, is starting to fade on us a little bit here. Um, what is Chris Dust? <laughs> <laughs> what is Riz Dust? There's there's information of different kinds that's available. Some of it's speculated, and we'll talk about it. We say it's we believe you control we think. information. <laughs> we believe we think we're putting things together. That's we speculate. Everybody speculates. I it looks like this could happen, right? And we do that, and we let you know when we're speculating. We do. We, we let you know when it's speculation and when we know it. You, when I'm, we, I'm very clear about that. You are as well. Yep. I will tell you what I think and I will tell you what I know. And if you don't think that I know what I know, I would point you back to last year um, and look at the stuff that I wrote pre-draft at Lions Wire. Every damn thing came true. <laughs> Every single one of them. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, we just had a big dust storm in the... Uh, Yes, yes. <laughs> Chris Dust. Yeah. This was this was Chris. This was Chris at the uh, the Ambassadors Club and at Delta or whatever the heck it is. Sky I'm, Club, I don't yeah. fly enough to be high roller. Uh, Sky Club and um, Sky Club. 
hanging up there, getting ready for my flight. I mean, I was out last week. I'm home for two days and it's off to mobile. It's crazy. But, um, got a lot, had a lot, got a lot of information, a lot. I can't share. I shared some, I mean, there's stuff I can't even share in the Slack. Uh, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, there's some really, really good stuff. Um, I'll share some of this with folks now and it's just a, a little bit, just a little bit, a little taste, just so you know, and then you guys can, you know, take it for what you want. Um, it's not been announced to anybody yet, but I think it's going to be Monday, particularly because of some other things going on. And the fact that also, in addition to that, that, uh, the senior bowls this week, and then to get down there for that, watch for some new coaching staff announcements on Monday. I believe it's going to be Monday. Uh, like I said, that day could change. There's somebody you all know that's going to surprise you. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's going to be, it's really interesting. It's going to be good. So keep your eyes open on that. Um, let's see. There's going to be some shuffling it's keeping going on. with the, the former player theme. Some shuffling inside the coaching. I, I will not confirm. Uh, some shuffling inside <laughs> the coaching ranks, including uh, changing some addition, uh, some existing contracts. It's just some, some normal stuff that goes on. The, um, the guy, the folks in Slack, yes. like I say, know the names, but that's that uh, yep. I'll tell you this much. The lions really, really want AG to stay. And I know he's going to Arizona yes. for a second, his second interview. Um, they recognize that he had, he'd be a lot, better perceived as a coach with more talent. They recognize where they are and, and, and what they have. And that's one of the reasons why I think they're really, really going to work on that. Um, and um, I think you're going to see some, some significant action uh, in that place. Um, if AG doesn't go right. And, and it's, it's up to AG, but if you think about it, one of the, you know, we've talked about this year one, the first thing they had to do is get golf weapons. And we knew golf with weapons would be able to perform. He did. Now, AG, who's much, much closer to MCDC, um, is he waited. He waited his turn <laughs> to get his guys because they wanted to get golf set up. This is the year of the defense for Detroit Lions. And this this part, I'm, I'm putting a little bit of speculation in, but I think I think it's the relationships that have put there. You watch this year. I am speculating they're going to go all over the place on defense. The draft room and the scouts, they're, they're so tight lipped. There's there's like no three people right to know what's going on there in there for real. There's all kinds of other like, you know, um, smoke. There's all kinds of canary traps, other things going on there. Uh, anyone that tells you they know what's going on inside that room is bullshitting you. They're straight telling you bullshit because that real information isn't getting out. Um, I just know they want AG to stay and they want to get him some talent. They're going to be putting a lot of talent on defense this year. They absolutely, they, they, they will. And that's just, you know, you can look at it and see that from the outside. You don't need inside information for that. Um, yeah. And it, keep in mind, it's not just the draft either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Free agency does come first. Um, and at one specific position, it's going to come yes. before the draft. <laughs> uh, uh, they're, they're, uh, where's the beef? Um, to quote the old Wendy's ad, the beef is coming in free agency. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, a lot of arguments. Don't know, who, don't know which, don't know which slice of beef, but it'll be beef. <laughs> I'm, I'm like elevating these things to different, to a, a level of obfuscation, but um, a lot of the arguments that fans are having about Swift are going on inside the building as well. Because the guy is just really, really fantastic. But availability is an, is an important ability, too. And it's maddening. They're extremely conflicted. I think how things play out are going to determine, uh, you know, in, in free agency, in the draft, and where things go will determine. But they really, really like Swift a lot because he, th- he can do things do. that nobody else can do. He can absolutely do things that nobody else can do. And 
if he's healthy, but he is. He does them two or three times a year is the problem. And that's been consistent with him going back to Georgia. Yep. And they're aware of that too. You know that Chris, I know that they're aware of that too. It's a very big off season for him. Um, even more so than last off season when Deuce basically challenged his manhood and, uh, it didn't always work out all that well. Uh, yep. the, uh, you know, it's interesting because they have, he's, he's one of those guys and they have a couple other guys that are like this that don't perform as well as they need to when they're not 100% and nobody's ever 100%. And he falls into that category. This is a seat like we've seen again, this is a guy we've seen. He doesn't, he doesn't take a shirt off. He wears compression all the time. Like it's not hiding the muscles, man. Like there's, there's no question. He is well-built. He's stacked. He puts the time in it in the weight room. He puts the conditioning in. Like there's no doubt about that. None. It's he's got to learn to play through stuff. And yep. these are the conversations that they are indeed having. Like, do they have to get somebody that can push him? Do they want a direct competitor for him, direct insurance for him? If he's not, if he is still the same DeAndre Swift, yep. where he runs for 150 yards in the first game and then doesn't get that in the next six, uh, that, that, that happened two years ago. Like that, that there's there, they are having those conversations. Keep in mind, Jamal, not on the team. He's a free agent. Justin Jackson, not on the team, free agent. It's a good year to need free agent running backs, yeah. um, both in Detroit and around the league. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot. And there's they're there's, aware. They're aware of that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they're absolutely, absolutely stacked. It's it's incredible. So and again, um, they know inside the building how big of a destination Detroit is. It's 100 percent. I mean, it is a destination for players. Players love what they're seeing here and love to see where things are going. Um, just one and they're thing. telling their friends. All the speculation in the chat has been wrong <laughs> so far. And I'm telling you, this is this is going to be one, another one of those things where um, I, I, I've <laughs> you guys will see. I will tell you where to go. It is dated, time stamped in a way that I can't change it. And I will tell you guys where to go uh, to show you that I had the info and you can tell me it isn't a lucky guess. Finally. All right. So there was the <laughs> there's that um, you want to see the Chris dust or the Riz dust uh, in person. Get to the slack. Patreon dot com slash Detroit Lions podcast. It's a little six dollars a month. I'll get you. Oh, yeah. to that. I'm catching up on the chat. Uh, yeah. You're y'all are wrong. <laughs> Good guesses, though. <so. laughs> oh, by the way, I just just see this. And we do need to mention this. Um, rest in peace, Jesse Lemonier. Yeah. Um, he passed away uh, this week. Um, it's 25 years old. Way too early. Too young, man. Yeah. Way too early. He's, Way he had a girlfriend. He's got a, that I think they, she's either pregnant or just had a baby not long ago. I, you know, it's, it's, it's awful, man. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that. <sighs> yeah. So hard times, time, man. Yep. Um, can the lions negotiate with the free agents before the free agency period opens or do they have to wait? I don't know the actual yes details no. on that. I think they. I mean, there there has to be an ability to to work. You can you can sign your own. Um, it, this is one where agents really don't like it because then you're completely giving away your leverage. Um, and this would be the case. And I do think that there will be one signing um, specifically. Um, and I, I'll put this in the Slack because uh, I have a pretty good idea. This is going to happen very soon um, of one player who will be back because he just has no interest in going anywhere else. Yep. But like some of the other guys, um, then you're getting the legal tampering period. So the combine is uh, 
the week that February ends going into March, the days after that, the Mondays through Wednesday, is the legal tampering period, and then free agency starts. And one of the biggest reasons why I go to the combine every year has nothing to do with the draft is because when I, that's where I learn where free agency is going. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you, you get to see literally the negotiations. They, they have happened at tables and next to me in restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> We've, John Ledyard and I saw a Lions, the Lions actually agreed to terms with the guy before it was legal. They signed him. Well, I, I think <laughs> the whole, I think, I think the whole Stafford deal was something like that. And you got, um, what's the short guy on Fox bald guy. Um, why can't I remember his name? He's the Jay Glazer. Yeah. Glazer. Thank you. Oh yeah. I'm the one that got, uh, got, uh, got Stafford over. I said, Oh, you're both here. Come see me. Convey. I mean, he was look guys get that insider info because they're useful. <laughs> Jay Glazer and his story was very useful okay i'm just i'm just saying that was that was whatever it was but in the end they got what they wanted i think we're going to get what we want out of this and we'll we'll move on and i'll be yeah. happy so there you go all right uh don't forget about fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com get all your lions merch your red wings merch your pistons merch your tigers merch your college merch You're, i'll be at the pistons game tomorrow night i'm going to my son and i are going to watch the pistons play the rockets the rockets are his team they're only in town once so we'll be there well, they do overnight shipping fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com get yourself a jersey show up looking in style uh great way to support the show by doing something you would do anyway also, Amazon, anything you buy on Amazon, go through Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. They give us a little kickback. doesn't cost you more. And again, another way to support the show by doing what you do anyway at Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Also, I, ah, how did I forget? Please hit that like button. Like button. We're like a third of the likes of the people watching right now. Just click it on the bottom. You're watching. You can do that. You get the time. Little, little, little clicky like, clicky helps us out. And the subscribe right button. That's right. <laughs> the subscribe I'm button stupid. will I'm tired. get you it's all right the there. information you need from Senior Bowl that pops up. As I keep telling you, it's going to f- be hot and heavy. We're on oh, the move. Yeah. We're not going to have as many times to move our thumbs to tweet and everything else to let you know what's coming. It just shows up. That button will get you notified and uh, the subscribe yep. and that bell get you notified when that stuff's coming in. So there you go. All right, Riz. But don't forget about some Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, $5 a month. We talked about it, gets you Slack, the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet, and the Riz Dust, the Chris Dust, all the good inside info. Also, let's not forget about Twitter at Jeff Risden and at DET Lions podcast, at DET Lions podcast. We are all absolutely pants free. I have to admit, I fell off the wagon last night. I left Philly to come here. It was super cold. I actually wore pants. First time in a long time I'm playing. I wore pants. I apologize. I, I, I have to go without any pants. D- double no pants tomorrow to make up for it. Give us a call. It was, uh, it was 12 here this morning when I woke up. So I wore pants today. <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's see. Uh, give us a call on Skype Detroit Lions podcast or call us on the Lions line at 248-782-8384. Please do this. We love the calls. <laughs> Leave us the message, man. It's awesome. Two four eight rub you fug. I mean, who wouldn't want to call that number and see what's coming out the other side? Speaking of coming out the other side, be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Why, Riz? Why would we do that? Because you want me to come into your ear holes automatically. <laughs> no, you do. Thank you for tuning in, and we're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we're your Detroit Lions and new Reddit.
connection. Thank you all for listening. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.